Hello, and welcome to today's best podcast ever. I am your host, Jason Bard, and today's date is July 30th. Uh, I have with me my cohorts in auction. April Mitchell. And Chris Scott. And we are here to bring you some very interesting news. Uh, some World of Warcraft, some other video game news. Uh, we're going to be talking about the fall television season outlook. Um, we got some famous birthdays upcoming. I hope you guys are happy. Uh, I am. Uh, and Chris has got some uh, entertainment news, and we'll end on a little bit of tech talk. So uh, I'm going to open up with uh, World of Warcraft. So uh, patch 7.3 is coming up, so we're all kind of hoping and expecting something good from this. And uh, I think there will be in terms of mounts and pets. So um, there will be Doomsayers um, returning with this patch. So we'll be getting a bunch of different pamphlets. They are online at MMO Champion if you want to read them in advance. But yeah, you know, they're just flavor text and usually funny. So... Um, there's also going to be a new dirigible mount. It looks like a flying shark, and it's kind of cool. He's purple. So, that's cool. Um, we'll also have a light-forged elk mount that looks like a super awesome paladin, uh, the, um, Jirnai paladin mounts. Um, only better than theirs. So, yeah, you might, if you're, you're Jirnai paladin, you should probably go get that. Uh, there will also be four other mounts. Um, one being a cool purple arcane storm crow, which... Uh, they have a video, or yeah, they have the video of it actually animated on MMO Champion, and uh, three different colored. It's called a Nasher, Belcher, and Slayer Slayer Maw. They all have the same icon, but they didn't have images for them. So uh, I'm guessing uh, MMO Champion will release pictures of those later, and uh, that's where I need all my source of my information. Uh, and there will also be a lot of new pets. I didn't want to go through all of them because there's like 12. So, anyways, um, looking forward to that patch 7.3. Uh, moving on, uh, more WoW information. The guy named Mionol, I don't know, me one lol has a video up of him soloing a plus 19 mythic Court of Stars. So uh, that is pretty insane if you want to watch him. He is a demon hunter. It looks to be a tank um, trying to recoup some of his health. Um, and he, you can see him like running around trying to kite the boss um, when he goes into a rage state for different parts of it. So... Uh, definitely interesting to watch. Um, I just skip through to each of his boss fights and not watch him kill the trash, of course. So That's crazy. Uh, yeah, it is crazy. Now, don't expect him to do it in a time frame. Like, he's not getting the time clock, but he did get it completed <laughs> at the end. So, And you can tell he cut cutscenes, parts of it, so he might die a couple times, but he mashes it all together. So he did solo a plus 19, though, all by himself. So that's pretty cool. Um, also, um... Moving on to other things, um, PlayStation Plus related. Uh, for those who have PlayStation Plus, the free games for August, I usually don't announce these because they're not really noteworthy, but these are uh, Just Cause 3 is going to be part of PS Plus, um, as well as Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry for PS4. So I'm looking very forward to that. I'll definitely be playing Just Cause 3. Uh, Mother Load is also going to be available for the PS3, as well as Snake Ball. I'm not too familiar with those. Um, Downwell uh, for PS Vita as a cross-buy also for the PS4 and level 22. So uh, the bigger ones being Just Cause 3 and Assassin's Creed Freedom uh, Freedom Cry. So I'm excited about that. And that's going to be next month. So pick it up in two more days. Um, for those with... Uh, oh, sorry. Um, sorry. Moving on to Switch. Switch sales. Because we love talking about the Switch because Switch is such a great console. Uh, not uh, GameSpot uh, has notified us that the Switch has sold... Uh, 4 million copies of Zelda Breath of the Wild um, in the first four months, because it's only been four months, people. It feels like it's been forever. 
um, of the console being on sale, with 5 million units being sold since March. They're projecting there's going to be um, a total of 10 million consoles sold by the end of next year, March. Or sorry, not the end of next year, by March of next year. So in one year, they're expecting 10 million of these things, little switches, to be sold. Um, and they probably could have sold more of them had they not been having supply issues, because that seems to be a thing. So, yeah. Uh, very exciting. Um, I really love the Switch, and I'm glad they're doing really well. And uh, more power to them, because... I like to see the Switch succeed because, you know, ultimately that's what we enjoy and, and love. So, um, also, my last bit of here. Oh, no, I got two more things here. Um, because I love the game, and I'd like to, I, I would love to mention that Player Unknown Battlegrounds has already reached 30 to 40 FPS on the Xbox One X on a 100 player server, which means that they should easily obtain the 60 FPS for the game, making it fantastic for the Xbox One X. Um, even though I keep experiencing bugs currently on the PC platform. So maybe they're ignoring the PC platform in response, although they've really been updating the PS or the PC stuff. Um, and uh, also I heard mentioned that there's going to be in-app uh, purchases for the game. So I've already paid 40 bucks for the game, and now they're going to allow us to pay for these loot crate items that will give us cosmetic updates. So that's an interesting microtransaction idea, and I don't really know if I like that. But I guess if I can purchase those items maybe later through some currency it sounds like they might be adding, then that's great. Uh, my last bit here, and uh, it was a surprise to me, because I, well, I, it wasn't really a surprise because I knew it was coming, but Doomfist has been introduced to Overwatch over this last week. And uh, I got to play him briefly, and he is a bunch of fun... I imagine if you could get used to playing him. He does require a bit of skill and probably a lot of practice to play him correctly. Um, I've been destroyed and had my team destroyed by people playing Doomfist because he is so fast and he keeps building a shield. It's really difficult. And his super ultimate ability, um, he goes up into the air, is no longer targetable. And don't get me started with that because I think it's BS that we shouldn't be able to target him while he's in the air trying to target us with his super slam. Because he, like, goes up super high. You can't even see where he, he just phases out. And then he phases back in with a super smash after he comes down, and he's targetable again. So, yeah. And it's hard to get out of his super smash. Like, you will get hit, guaranteed, by it. Um, if you're in the smaller recticles, you're pretty much going to die if you're, like, a low-health person. Like, I am playing, you know, Zenyatta. Or, oh, if you're Zenyatta, you're kind of screwed. Um, or freaking uh, anybody who's got low health. So, yeah, Black Widow. Ugh. Ugh, don't even get me started. So, anyways, uh, Doomfist is a lot of fun, and I hope that they'll be tweaking him a little bit to make it a little bit more, I feel like, level, because he is kind of OP, but maybe that's the intention, because he is a new character. So, and get, they want everybody to play him. And good luck trying to even get, if you're trying to, like, log in right now, and you got to be really fast to select him, because everybody's picking him. So, yeah. So, either you get a really good Doomfist, or you get a really crappy Doomfist, is usually how it goes. Alright, that's all I got for uh, video game news. Let's go ahead and uh, switch it on over to uh, Chris. How's well, the uh, fall television season outlook? Well, actually, I'm surprised that you didn't notice this, but I'm going to hit you up with one more thing for video game news. Sure. Um, Destiny 2. Um, Bungie has released out the system requirements and beta dates for the PC. Oh, that was out like two weeks ago. I'm seeing reports from three days ago. Oh, no, I knew about... Well, I guess I knew about it earlier. Maybe I just felt like... Because we were talking about PC requirements a while back ago. 
But yeah, yeah uh, it is impressive how minimal you need to play the game. So yeah, uh, minimum of a Core i3 or an AMD FX4350, and at least a two gig um, GeForce GTX 660 or yeah. the which is pretty um, low. I mean, like in in terms of video cards, it's it fairly inexpensive. Yeah, which, but I mean, of course, I'm looking at, you know, what the recommended spec is. I mean, easily I've got the Intel Core and the RAM due to your assist on that, but I need to get the vid, vid card and a 970 GTX. I'm like, that's still pretty pricey. Well, everybody should be checking eBay because all the miners out there who have been mining Ethereum are unloading their um, video cards because it is no longer... Because of the fluctuations in Ethereum dropping, people are getting out of it. So they're selling their mining like rigs right now. And you could pretty much pull the um, NVIDIA like 970, 960 cards, all the like, I think there's gonna be a lot of 1060 GTXs out there. So hmm. uh, yeah, cause I think those are like the minimal kind of like best performing for the price kind of video cards. So I imagine there's gonna be a crap ton of them on eBay soon. So you okay, may be able I'll to, have to look at EP then. Yeah, you may want to go check that out because uh, it's totally worth it if you can snag one. Um, yeah. All right, now but, let's get yeah. back onto the real stuff. Well, Destiny 2 is real. It's just not well, here. Yes, I know Destiny 2 is real, <laughs> and they're talking the end of next month, the 28th of August. The just... current really relevant information. Yeah, I know. Well, I know, I didn't catch it, and I don't think we reported it yet, so... Oh, come on, I had to bring that up. Oh, no, it's totally so. worth mentioning. I totally just overlooked it because, you know, it is it is Destiny. I mean, I guess I already had the machine and I wasn't thinking about, you know, what people out there might need. But because I know uh, my best friend TJ was very worried that he wouldn't be able to play Destiny on uh, on his PC for fear that his PC wasn't wasn't best wasn't good enough for exactly. Uh, come on, if anybody's dealt with you and they've gotten help about their PC from you, come on, they're good. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, in a glorious miss, you know, miss of my own, I kept looking in the wrong spot on TV Guide's website for where I usually get my information on the fall TV season. Because I mean, I looked back and I'm like, I'm like, why the crap am I not seeing the stuff? You know, we're gonna get new shows coming out in about a month and a half. And then I looked back; it was last June that, you know, I did my famous. Um, Hollywood, why can't you come up with anything original, original? for fuck's yeah. sake? Yeah. Episode. Um, why couldn't they? Yeah. So, I finally found the right spot, and I've now seen the fall preview. Woo! Apparently, it looks like we're looking at 36 new shows this season. Only nine of them are based on another property, a book, a... Um, you know, upcoming books. One is actually based on a podcast, or their reboots, or the shows returning. And yes, I actually noted this in the show notes. I'm not including the comic book movies because, well, I'm a jerk. <laughs> because I mean, technically, that would bring it up to twelve or one third of the shows. But you know, the comic book movies or comic book shows, you're expecting yeah. to be based on something. I mean, they have to be based on some universe. Oh, I mean, are you suggesting they're, are, they aren't? Oh, no, I know they're going to be, uh, obviously. Well, Black Light... Okay, so let me hit up the quick nine. Alex Inc. is based on um, a podcast of the same name. A com the comedy follows Alex Schumann 
a journalist, husband and father who dives headfirst into the brave new world of entrepreneurship when he quits his stable job and starts his own business. Okay. And this is a TV show? Yeah, that's a TV show. It's going to be starring Zach Braff. I'm guessing it's going to be a lot of comedy. That's going to be mid-season on ABC. So. Okay. I don't know. Uh, By the Book. It's going to be starring Jay Ferguson, which, by the looks of it, if I'm thinking it's the right person, he's the guy. He was one of, he was Joseph Gordon-Levitt's friend in 10 Things I Hate About You. I'll have to look that one up later. But a modern-day man at a crossroads in his life decides to live according to the Bible, based on A.J. Jacobs' bestseller, The Year of Living Biblically. Hmm. Pass. Eh. But, of course, that's another mid-season show. Uh, we get the first reboot. We had Dallas recently. Oh, We're getting now back Dynasty. Again? Oh. Yes, they're rebooting Di- the show Dynasty. Oh, sweet. Pass. Um, this I thought was a little interesting one because it's based on a book that hasn't come out yet. Oh, that'll be interesting. No, but now this one is actually on my list of ones. Okay, I didn't put it on my ones I'm keeping an eye on, but I will probably just because of the lead actor. Instinct. It's going to be a mid-season show for CBS. A former CIA operative who has since built a normal, quote-unquote normal, life as a gifted professor and writer is pulled back into his old life when the NYPD needs his help to stop a serial killer on the loose based on james patterson's upcoming book but and this might be up your alley april um it's starring alan cumming and i think you like him depends on the story former cia operative working for, with the nypd to not, stop a serial killer that sounds always, pr- fairly interesting to me at least sorry <laughs> uh next one i've got is rise uh, I think I saw advertising. Uh, advertising for that. Oh yeah, I think I bre- yeah. Based on the drama, based on the book Drama High, and the life of drama teacher Lou Volp, the ser- series revolves around a high school drama teacher and family man whose passion for the program and his students galvanizes the entire working class town. Starring Ted Mosby himself, Josh Radner, and Rosie oh. Perez. Might be good. Might be good. Uh, we've got the restart, which apparently is ignoring the oh. last, um, the season finale of the show. Roseanne, we've been hearing about this for months. <laughs> IMDb's already given Rise 9.2 somehow. Really? Out of 10, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, Roseanne's coming back. Huh. Well, so. I, I thought I already heard that, though. Did yep. we? Yeah, well, yes, yep. right. you mentioned it already before. Yeah, that's, pr- that's pretty big news that yeah. I've heard. Uh, we've got actually starting, I wouldn't call this mid-season because it's actually, they got it slated for November 2nd, SWAT. So it's going to be based on both the 2003 film and the 70s TV series. Um, you know, SWAT lieutenant torn between loyalty to the streets and duty to his officers. So, SWAT is SWAT. Uh, oh, Rice has already had one season. Really? Yeah. No. No, no, this is a different rise. Must There's two different, different rise. rises. Oh, uh, that's why it's gotten rated. Yeah. Uh, uh, two last ones. Splitting up together. It's a story of a couple whose marriage is re- reignited by their divorce based on a Danish series. Mm-hmm. And then Will and Grace. The return of Will and Grace. So. That could be good. It could be good. Um. Uh, yeah. I looked at the release dates. Most of them are starting back around the week of September 24th with some notable early examples. 
Of course, we've got mid-seasoners and whatnot. Most of the shows that I've mentioned are going to be mid-season replacements. So, you know, that's to kind of be expected. But shows, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six shows that I'm keeping an eye on right now. And, um, well, you can kind of guess at least one of them is, of course, one of the three new... Well, okay, this is the, out of the three, I actually want to keep an eye on this one. Black Lightning. That is a mid-season one on the CW based on the DC character. Huh. Okay, this is new to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then I've got The Crossing, which this one really sounds up my alley. Refugees from a war-torn country start showing up to seek asylum in an American town. Only the country these people are from is America, and the war they are fleeing is 250 years in the future. The local sheriff with a past, a federal agent, and a mother in search of her missing refugee daughter drive this allegory with a surprising conspiracy at the center. Oh, uh, did you see who's in it? <laughs> this is Steve Zahn. Yeah, and Iwan Rowan. Isn't he huh? the or Ewan? You Ewan? mean Ramsey? Yeah, Lord Ramsey. <clears throat> no, 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 no. He's gonna be in Inhumans. That's oh, I thought that's what you were talking about. I'm sorry. No, I'm talking. No, no. We're this still is on the Black Jason, just stop talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> this one actually sounds interesting. Not necessarily like the Inhumans. Sorry, I got all excited. I am running okay. ahead. Uh, next one I've got. I've seen commercial. Are. Uh, I've seen commercials for this, the next couple already. Actually, uh, the Good Doctor, a young surgeon with savant syndrome, is recruited into the pediatric surgical unit of a prestigious hospital. The question will arise, can a person who doesn't have the ability to relate to people actually save their lives? Um... So it's being, it's got Freddie Highmore starring in it. And Freddie Highmore's kind of, you know, he's popped up in a few movies. I just can't think of any off the top of my head off right now. But that sounds like it's a good one that might be interesting. The next one is going to be a comedy. The Mayor. When an outspoken, idealistic rapper runs for office as a publicity stunt and actually gets elected, he surprises everyone, including himself, when he has a natural knack for the job and slowly transforms City Hall. Okay. That kind of sounds funny. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I don't know. Young doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like Doogie Howser. That's with, what I was um, just thinking. I'm autism. like, it kind of reminds me of Doogie Howser, but yeah, mm-hmm. eh, it could be good. It depends now on J- how you play it. Up. Yeah. Now, Jason, I won't be surprised if this one might show up on your list because I know you have a penchant for a few of his other shows. The Orville. The what? Starring and produced by Seth MacFarlane. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Set three. Oh yes. yeah 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 yeah. Oh yeah. This is already on my. Yep 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 yep. Set three hundred years in the future. Story. The live action dra- dramedy follows the adventures of the Orville, a not so top of the line exploratory ship in Earth's interstellar fleet, it facing cosmic hilarious. challenges from without and within. This motley crew of space explorers will boldly go where no comedic drama has gone before. And I tell everybody, you need to go watch the trailer to determine whether or not you like this, because that's going to be exactly how it's going to be with something before. Seth MacFarlane. So, like, watch the trailer, and if you like the trailer, I'm sure the rest of it's just going to be that. So, I oh yeah, there's already on there's my two list. trailers out now for it. Now it's going to be by Fox too, so that's good. Yep. And then the last one, I've, you know, I'm oh, actually September noticing 10. a few commercials for this one already. 
And I don't know if this is going to go the way of APB did for Fox last year, but this is going to be on CBS. Wisdom of the Crowd, starring Jeremy Piven, a tech wizard who attempts to revolutionize crime solving, specifically the unsolved case of his daughter's murder, with a crowdsourcing app that utilizes the public for information. Uh, I don't know how that's going to be interesting, unless there's some sort of suspense to try to, while he's trying to find his daughter, there's probably some evil group, and this app's probably trying to find, like, it will end up finding them, and then they don't like that, so they're going to try to kill him. That's yeah. how I see this. So, I mean, there's some stuff that, I mean, that one had kind of a little possible tease for me. Or... I like the tech idea. I mean, it's interesting they're trying to relate it to new, like, current technology kind of stuff, but... Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at this point, I'm just like, you know, I, you know, I got a few things that I'm looking forward to. So, that's what we got as a, you know, current thing to take a look for. So, uh, I think there's going to be some good stuff that could be coming out this season. I mean, well, 36, you know, 36 new series. Uh, quite a bit of our favorites are coming back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, well, what? I didn't like, uh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of this other show, movie. Um, oh, uh, well, I mean, there was something else with the Orville that that caught me off guard that I I was gonna like too, but that comes out in September. Uh, September tenth. That's actually gonna be the first thing that comes out this year's. Um, it's okay. the first new show to come out. So Sunday, September tenth, eight o'clock is gonna be the Orville. But yeah, I mean, there's there's two new trailers for you know at least a new trailer from us you know comic-con but take a look at that otherwise it's looking pretty good so let's see how this season goes yeah all right well I, i'm hoping it's gonna be a good full lineup of course so. and i'll keep people updated oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> let's do this all right let's go ahead and move on to uh birthdays of the famous kind coming this week okay um today we have arnold schwarzenegger born 1947 in austria <laughs> Uh, we have Lawrence Fishburne, born 1961. He was in the Matrix movies, and he is voice of the Silver Surfer in Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yay! <clears throat> I did not know that. Tomorrow, July 31st, we've got Wesley Snipes, born Yay. 1962, Blade, Blade Two, Blade Trinity, Two Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. And then we have an, a unique one, a very rare one. Tammy Stronach, born 1972 in Iran. Huh. She played the childlike empress in the first The Neverending Story. Oh, uh, okay. And then we've got Richard Griffiths, born 1947, died March 28, 2013. Wow, that's spelled horrible. That's Uncle. Yeah, I fixed that. Uncle Vernon Dursley in the Harry Potter movies. <clears throat> and in Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, he played King George. On Sleepy Hollow, he was Magistrate Phillips, and in King Ralph, he was Phipps. Oh, I forgot he died. And then we have J.K. Rowling. Born (laughs) 1965, she is the author of the Harry Potter books. And then Tuesday, August 1st, we've got Jason Momoa. Born 1979 in Honolulu, Hawaii. He was Ronan Dex in Stargate Atlantis, Conan in Conan the Barbarian. Uh, he was Aquaman on Batman vs. Superman, and he's going to be an Aquaman. <clears throat> and he was called Drogo in Game of Thrones. 
Then we have Dom DeLuise, born 1933 and died May 4th, 2009. He was big in Mel Brooks movies. He was in History of the World Part 1, Blazing Saddles, The Twelve Chairs, Silent Movie, and Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and Spaceballs. But he was also in All Dogs Go to Heaven, 1 and 2, The Secret of Nim. He was Tiger in An American Tale, and An American Tale, Five Goes West. Mm. Wednesday, August, Wednesday, August 2nd, <laughs> we have Kevin Smith, born 1970. Needs no introduction. Enough said. Thursday, August 3rd, Peter O'Toole, born 1932 in England, and he died December 14th, 2013, also in England. Um, he was in the 1984 version of Supergirl. He was in High Spirits. King Ralph as well. In Stardust, he played the king at the beginning of the movie. And in the television series The Tudors, he played Pope Paul III. We have Wes Craven, born 1939 and died August 30th, 2015. And then we also have Evangeline Lilly, born 1979. She was Kate in Lost. And in The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog, and The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies, she was Toriel. And she played Hope Van Dyne in Ant-Man. Friday, August 4th, we got the Sprouse twins, Cole and Dylan Sprouse. So I guess we do have D&D news. <laughs> Yay! <clears throat> they were both, um, obviously, twins, born in 1992. They were born in Italy. Cool. And, um... Cole is currently in Riverdale. He plays Jughead Jones. And Dylan is heavy into the D&D world. He was part of the show Force Grey. And he was also on the Stream of Annihilation a lot. Yeah. And then you also have the birthday of Don S. Davis, born 1942. He played... I just put all of his roles in Stargate because he was in more than one Stargate. He was Major General, Major, and Lieutenant George Hammond on the Stargate shows. And then we have Saturday, August 5th, James Gunn, born 1966. He's the writer of Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yay, birthdays. Woo! Cool. All right, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, Chris, how's that entertainment news treating us this week? Ooh, that entertainment news actually was a little light, but you know what? Huh. Light news is still good news. So, you know, I'll hit... Let's hit up the week, week's box office results, which was very, very surprising. Because, I mean, you had at least two new movies coming out, a couple of, couple of big movies coming out this past week. They all got outshone by Dunkirk. Dunkirk, Dunkirk held the beachhead. Yes, you get my whole thing there. Uh-huh. Um, yep. Second weekend took in twenty eight million. Took first place this week. Uh, the Emoji Movie came in at number two with twenty five point six million. Ugh. Uh, I know, surprising. I, I, it's like for some people, reason, wanted the flop, but you know, it's just me. Nope, you're not the only one, brother. You're not the only one. <sighs> oh well, yeah. You know what? If it's fun, funny for kids, that's great. Yeah, uh, surprisingly, number. The next, the next biggest one to come out. Um, you know, I thought this one was going to do a lot better. Apparently, not so much. Atomic Blonde came in at number four, eighteen point six million. That's the new Charlize Theron flick with her being like, you know, kind of like a female James Bond kind of character. So, 
Yeah, I don't know about that, so. Oh, but that box office. Speaking of box offices. Um, besides that, apparently Warner Brothers is already in plans to make a, a quote-unquote groundbreaking Oscar campaign for Wonder Woman to promote, you know, to try to get in nominations for both Best Director and Best Picture for that movie, which, I mean, I'm in full agreement that it should be both Best Picture and Best Director. <laughs> Will it? Who knows? Yeah. So, so I'm just curious. I'm curious to see why Warner Brothers is trying to hype it up so much. Uh, I mean, it was a, I mean, it was a good movie. It was a great movie. You know, I love that movie. Yeah. But I mean, I've never heard a movie studio wanting to hype up something this bad. Well, it's mm. <laughs> um, news that we all can enjoy: Game right. of Thrones news. Yay! Everybody loves Game, yep. of, Game, of, Game it, of News. The Game of the Thrones. HBO reps have said that the final season scripts are done and written. Yeah, I saw that. But the air dates are not decided yet. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, it would be nice if they just filmed it, got it done, and you know we got it in April again this coming, you know, this coming April. Uh, I, I don't know how quickly we'll actually get it, but we'll see. Um, NCIS. God only knows that show is still going on, but. They, was, we've gotten news that Maria Bello, which to me I know her best from being in the mo the two thousands movie Coyote Ugly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, she will be signed on as a series regular for season fifteen. Sweet. Now I know that oh Jennifer Esposito was on this past season and she was not signed on to continue. So <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious to see what she's what she'll do. I mean, she's not done. She's done like a TV series. She was in that movie re, that movie version of Max Steel, the cartoon. I don't see much that's really driving me to go see that. But eh, I don't know. NCIS, I seem to catch whenever I can here and there. It's not a big priority. Uh, this one was kind of an interesting little piece of last bit news uh the producer one of the producers from the movie it which will be coming out here later this year had said that tilda swinton was originally eyed to play penny pennywise the clown hmm. so you're saying gabriel from constantine and the ancient one from dr strange mm -hmm. nearly became a clown mm. don't forget you know the, the witch in uh lion the witch in the wardrobe Oh, thank you. I always forget that one. You know, looking at her, yeah, I could have seen her playing the clown. I really could have seen her playing Pennywise, which would have been really trippy. So, I mean, she's a good actress. I do like her. I mean, she, she's, she's different. She's she kind of reminds me of like another. It's like her and uh, Gwendolyn Christie. They're just, they're women that just embrace a different side of acting you just see them in different weird different roles than normal yeah now this isn't really news but it is entertainment but i'm wrapping it up here um af after last week's episode and after i had more time to just think and think and think a lot some more, and think some more. i 
had watched that Ready Player One trailer from San Diego Comic-Con about a dozen and a half times, and I had some major beefs with it, because you guys know I love the book. Yeah. Um, I actually did a... I went through the entire damn trailer. And you picked out all the special people, like Duke oh. Nukem, and Freddy Krueger, and uh, the A-Team vehicle, and... Sorry. I didn't quite do that. I kind of oh. went... I kind of beefed about what what the hell was wrong. <laughs> You didn't want to like cater to all like special like you know here's this here's this here's this. Uh, you're comparing to the book though, right? Yeah, and I mean I know some things. It was are mentioned gonna... that it is not supposed to be following the book. Like, I know, I know, and I know some things are not going to be it's able to be translated. Yeah. But attached to the show notes, I actually have a link to the you know to the my blog site where I have that whole little rant I had. So that's something right there. Just wrapping that one up there, okay. but. It got it got pretty it got a little heavy. <laughs> uh, Jason, you got some techie talk? I do, I do. So uh, I had a lot that I wanted to originally add, and then I'm like, eh, I probably shouldn't because this week is or this weekend was um, DefCon and Black Hat. So if you know anything about technology, you know this is when a bunch of hackers go out to Las Vegas and hack the crap out of the city, for the most part. Well, at DefCon. Um, the they had a bunch of U.S. voting machines, and a group um, was able to crack the machine itself within 90 minutes. Uh, so it was reported. So it was reported by the Register. Um, the competition. So hackers in the Las Vegas competition were able to breach the software of U.S. voting machines in just 90 minutes. Hackers exposed glaring physical and software vulnerabilities across multiple voting machine company products. So this just wasn't one company. This was a multiple companies. And they were able to just hack the crap out of it. Leading us to wonder, how easy could it be for Russia to hack our voting machines? Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that they fix these glaring problems. I'm sure they're going to be on top of it. And probably going to get a lot... Voting, voting companies are probably going to get a lot of flack from this. So... Uh, which, you know, this, this is what DEF CON does. And everybody in DEF CON, like, uh, the FedEx people at, um, like, in the area uh, were, to like, were specifically not taking USB thumb drives because that is one of the target vulnerabilities that these people are trying to use to exploit people's machines. So if you find a thumb drive just lying around in Las Vegas this weekend, do not pick it up, do not put it in your computer, probably better just to burn it. Or put it on a computer you don't care about that you can just go format the operating system and hope that you get rid of whatever's on there. Because at, at these current levels, those people who do this sophisticated level of shit, is pro they're probably installing vulnerabilities and on the level of your motherboard and hard drive, which you can't fix. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, DEF CON is just crazy. And, uh, I, you know, I like hearing about all the hacks and all that. Um, I definitely advise listening to um, the Security Now podcast if you're at all interested in computer security. Um, uh, Steve Gibson is such a great individual, and he's just fun to watch. And or, Well, if you watch, you can watch the online um, Twitch um, stream that they have, but to also just listen to if you do podcasts. So, anyways, uh, moving on. The Science Magazine has an article about how... <clears throat> rare blue flowers are in nature and only incur, uh, occur in select species of morning glories and uh, delphiniums. So, not familiar with that plant. But anyways, so the uh, researchers were able to um, glue, um, sorry, to create a, oh, sorry, to create a blue chrysanthemum, which 
isn't known to have blue. The, I mean, by adding two of the genes from these other flowers that actually do have blue in them, um, because uh, chrysanthemums are usually just pink or like a reddish um, flower, so uh, they were able to add blue, which is cool because you know it just is them getting a firmer grasp on gene splicing, which I think is going to be super beneficial. Although if you are not a big fan of GMO, you're probably not going to like any of this news. So, yeah. Oh, oh, you got a bunch of flowers up there? Delphinium. Oh, yep, they're very blue. Very blue, and kind of purple. Mm -hmm. So, very very pretty flowers, so expect blue flowers of just any kind of type coming to your area because of science. So, science is cool. Anyways, um, the Wall Street Journal reported bad news for those making 150000 to 300 k um, as taxes, uh, sorry, 300 k um, taxes as Trump's new tax policy will increase those individuals, or sorry, that's actually income, so if you make that kind of income, which, uh, is probably outside the realm of probably most people listening to this podcast, um, <clears throat> but if we were to increase the, uh, if, if, if these follow through with tax, uh, Trump's tax policies, um, expect, uh, $3,000 to $4,000 for these individuals. However, if you are in the lower, like, 10 like 25k or if you make more than 733k you know like trump um you'll probably um find that only one out of ten of those people will pay more in taxes so if you make more like if there's a special price range where you're probably going to get hit most by taxes and it's going to be like the lower rich people or the upper middle rich so if you're super rich you're going to get tax cuts in most of the stuff so, uh, yeah, that's my little rant on the new policies that Trump's trying to pass, and I'm really annoyed, I'm annoyed by this, but, you know, it is what it is. We can't really change that. Moving on! Uh, my last bit of news, and this is kind of like a public service announcement for all of you people who are planning on watching any of the um, solar eclipse that's going to be happening um, in the next month. Uh, there is a... Oh, sorry. Uh, so these solar glasses, eclipse glasses that you can buy off of Amazon, apparently manufacturers are just jumping on board and making fake versions of these things. So um, if you're not in the path of totality, you're definitely going to need these glasses to watch the um, um, solar eclipse. Um, there are um, pinhole boxes that you can make. Um, I remember when this happened and I was in elementary school, we made pinhole boxes. Or you could watch it with a welding glass or a welding helmet. So that was the other thing, that we, other option we had back then. So uh, yeah, so if you're buying glasses off of Amazon, definitely check. Um, NASA has, and I've put it in the notes, um, verified five manufacturers uh, who can make these eclipse glasses and meet the stand the ISO standard for protection um, the ISO 12312-2 international standard uh, the American paper optics Bader um, planetarium also known as Astro solar silver gold film only so only those specific ones rainbow symphony Thousand Oaks Optical and TSE-17 are the only five uh, manufacturers that NASA has pointed out make safe glasses. So be really careful if you're buying these glasses off of Amazon because you might get screwed the day of um, when looking at the sun and they're not protecting your eyes to the standard of UV because you won't know um, in some standards because the UV radiation will come through the glasses. While you might not see the sun, you're still getting hit by outside you know, rays. So 
just be really careful if you're gonna see this totally eclipse. Um, I recommend the pinhole if you're not in the path of totality. If you are in the path of totality, um, I would still recommend making a pinhole and then just wait for the pinhole to show that you're inside of it and then you can go look at it. Because you do not want to look at it when the sun is at any point around the edge of the moon when this is happening. So, anyways, uh, that's my little bit of um, PSA. So, uh, let's move on to the last bit of news, or last bit of uh, discussion here. Um, who thought that episode two, Stormborn, was awesome? I thought it was pretty awesome. I thought it was pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty April cool. raised her hand. So, yeah, I mean, we get, we get a little more information about how uh, everything goes on with the uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, anybody disappointed with anything? Mm, I was... Okay, obviously, quick thing. We know that it's going to be spoilers. Oh, yeah, uh, we should probably add some spoiler alerts here. Uh, now's the time to... Yeah, we should totally just add this every single time. Uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. We're going to ruin Game of Thrones Episode 2 for you if you are continuing to continue listening. We appreciate that you've lo listened to us so far and that uh, if you should want to continue listening to about Episode 2 and our thoughts on this, please continue listening. Otherwise, you can turn off the podcast now. We appreciate you coming. Or just go ahead and scroll to the very end, maybe last two... Well, no, no, there's probably still potentials for spoilers. So. Last minute and a half. Yeah, if, yeah, we'll probably cut it like, a little about that wrong. So, anyways... Yeah. Um, yeah. Theon. So, Theon being a bitch. Yeah, Theon being a, a bitch. That was a definite big thing. And, uh, we think that, you know, he might have saved, uh, some, what, um, oh, what's her name? Wait, what are you pointing at? The time. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so, yeah. We're, we're, we're good on time. Yep. So, uh, anyways, But, yeah, just that. Um, what did you think about the whole, uh, Misandre Grey Worm thing. Uh, you mean the the pain at the ending of that? As a uh, oh wait, sorry, no. Oh, the her, the two together, like and the pain of him having to suffer for the fact that he's going to leave her. I feel so. Yep. I'm glad she. Wow, wow. Yeah, I'm glad that happened. I mean, obviously, that's that was a nice romantic thing. But now he's he even said so that he didn't. They don't do this become because they become vulnerable when they have these kind of relationships or whatever. So now he has a fear, and his fear is to not make it back to her. And these fears are probably what's going to lead to his death, I feel. Mm -hmm. So, and it's yeah. unfortunate, but at least he had, you know, a good moment, and, you know, somebody's going to die. <laughs> Between two yeah. of them, one of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little die. worried. I'm, I'm a little worried about that. Yeah, so I can already see the storyline kind of arcing there for that. So, I mean, this is just speculation, of course, but, yeah. Yeah, but what do you, now what do you think about this whole... Um, you know, sending um, part of the fleet, you know, part of the fleet to, you know, here and the Unsullied yeah. up to, um, the, you know, to the Lannister homes and all of that, you know, going, you know, going uh, around every, around everybody instead of attacking King's Landing direct. Yeah, I, I was intrigued by that concept. I mean, I think it's a good, probably, strategy. Uh, the only problem was, it's not, like, how did they know that they were going there? Like, obviously, they were on their way to King's Landing. So, and then they get attacked on their way there by, um... Ewan. Ewan Grey. Ewan Grey. Yeah. Grey Joy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, like maybe they have a spy amongst themselves. Like, I'm, I'm feeling that might be part of it. Or maybe they just knew that they would encounter them on their way, because, obviously, there's only one sea to go across mm -hmm. for each other, so... 
Um, it, but at least we know what the present's going to be <laughs> to Cersei. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a good one, too. So I wasn't expecting that. Totally didn't think about that. I totally, yeah, neither did I. Yeah, I totally forgot about her daughter dying to them. So poison's such a horrible thing. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking forward. To it. And then, you know... Um, Yes, I, I don't know. Like, we we get Jon Snow. I don't know if we want to continue with that, but I was going to go jump to Jon Snow. I don't care. So. Yep. All right, so we go to the whole Jon Snow thing and going to see the Dragon Queen. Um, there wasn't really much that led up to that, though. That was kind of probably the arc for that. So we meet, yeah. learn that Jon Snow is going to go see her. Now, he doesn't know about his Targaryen blood, right? Right. So, right. because, you know, Bran hasn't told him about that. So... Right. I'm wondering how that's going to play out. Because obviously, Bran's not going to be able to tell any of this to any of them right now. Right, he's so, looking at the wall. Yeah. Now, they could send a raven to um, uh, Winterfell to, to mm-hmm. notify John. Mm-hmm. And I bet you there might be something involved. Like, he's going to be gone and something's going to be told. So, But that leaves, uh, well, is it her, his stepsister technically? Because, you know, John's not technically half. in blood. Half-sister. Yeah, half-sister. So, yeah, Bran's at the wall. Uh, San- Sansa's at Winterfell. So Sansa's also in control of the North now, mm-hmm. technically. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering what Littlefinger has involved in store for her there, like in what or them for them in general. Honestly, probably not as much as he thinks because Sansa is on to him. Yeah, but maybe she might go ahead and let it happen, only maybe because she'll kill him for his army. I think she'll only let it happen to a certain point. Eh, well, we'll see. And then, and then now Arya's dude, thanks to hot pie, yep. is heading up to Winterfell because now she knows that everybody's there and yeah. you know all is good Sansa and right and with John the world. Were there, so I learned something. The guy that plays hot pie has a bakery. Oh yeah, I saw and that. And yeah. has some kind of Game of Thrones themed like <laughs> bread or something like that. And apparently, he sells a lot of. Yeah, he made the direwolf bread. Yeah, uh-huh. for reals. Yeah, and what are your thoughts on uh, Queen Marguerite Tyrell, of course, you know, we only saw her and the plans, so, and we also learned that, um, um, uh, they're going to attack the, what is the city of wealth? Um, Bravos. 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 So, I wasn't expecting that, like, but that makes sense, because they're funding pretty much Cersei and her army, so if they take it out by the head right there, there's going to be nobody funding that army, there's not going to be an army for them to have. So, yeah, got to cut off the head. But do we think that they can take Bravos out? Because, like, such immense wealth, I imagine they have to have such great defense, you know. It's going to be crazy. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking blockade. Yeah, it could be a blockade um, that would probably work better for them. Because uh, the dragons could pretty much just torch, torch anything leaving the town. Yeah, because, I mean, he has a good idea. Cut off their wealth cut off their food supply and cut off any aid and they're going to be sitting ducks. Yeah, exactly. And at least they won't be supporting any other armies, especially Cersei's army. So right. if Cersei has no cash flow, then they're screwed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. But other than that, fairly decent stuff. Good good episode. Good, you know, good setup episode. And they sent the wildlings to the wall, right? So the wildlings are going to go reinforce the walls, what it sounded like. Yeah. So, that, I mean, they're already, like, you know, that's, that's their like, place anyway, so they kind of understand everything. Mm-hmm. 
Um, other, other than that, I'm good. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking forward to tonight, which starts in uh, 21 minutes, which is why we're trying to push this a little bit faster. So. Yep. All right. Well, um, I think that's all I got. So uh, if anybody else has anything they want to talk about, let's throw it out there now. Otherwise, I think we're going to look forward to tonight's episode. I will do the typical. Hang on, I gotta do my Alta Four thing here. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. Oh, oh, oh! And um, when uh, Sam was removing those, uh, what was that? The black uh, crap. The gray scale. The gray, the gray scale. scale off of him. Oh my gosh! Oh. Oh. I couldn't watch. Oh. Yeah. oh, I just wanted to bring that up. So just be prepared. Oh my god. God. Oh. I think I'm done eating for the night now that you mentioned it. Woo! Wrap it up. All right, I'm let's holding laundry when that happens. Anyway, so, obviously you're listening to us, but you've got more than one way to listen to us. Um, whatever you're doing, it's either iTunes, Stitcher, or a website, www.ingloriousgeeks.com. Hi. Um, on Facebook, so Glorious Geeks. On Twitter, Inglorious underscore geek. Instagram, Inglorious Geeks 3. Twitch and Glorious Geek, Snapchat and Glorious Geek, and Roll20 and Glorious Geek. Are you sensing a theme? <sighs> anyway. Geeks and we're in Glorious. So, on that note, we are the Inglorious Geeks, so sit down. Shut up. And roll initiative. Alright, peeps. I uh, hope you all are enjoying your evening, and remember, be careful what sunglasses you buy for the solar eclipse. And winter is coming. It is coming. Especially tonight. TV season 2. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all.